0: I stand amazed, I said this once and twice, but I I call it to our attention because I always stand amazed at how the Word of God is exactly what you need when you need it, amen, and it's already been said tonight, Psalms 87 is most fitting for this week, Uh, the Bible said in verse number 1, His foundation is in the holy mountain, the Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God, Selah. I will make mention of Rahab and of Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistia and Tyre and Ethiopia, this man was born there. And of Zion it shall be said, this and that man was born in her, and the highest himself shall establish her. The Lord shall count when he writeth of the people that this man was born there, Selah as well the singers as the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in thee. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the good testimonies tonight and for the singing. Lord, I'm glad we can come to church on Wednesday night and hear testimonies. Here's somebody talk about the goodness and the grace of God. How we've heard that tonight, and it's just been a blessing to our soul. God, I pray that this will always be a place where people are willing to worship and willing to magnify your name. Thank you for the good singing that we've heard. And I pray now that you'll bless the preaching of your word. God, I know that it can give us strength for the journey. And I pray that you'll do that tonight through your word. May you get glory and honor. Most of all, we pray, God, that thy will would be done. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated tonight. Uh, I want to preach a few minutes tonight. Uh, Out of uh, verse number 5 here. Verse number 1 and verse number 5. The Bible talks about his foundations. Uh, his foundation is in the holy mountain. And then he talks about the gates of Zion in verse number 2. If you'll notice in verse number 5, he said, and of Zion it shall be said. And so when you think about this psalm here, Psalms chapter 87, uh, we really don't know and we're not certain who the uh, writer of this psalm was. Some think it was David. Most likely it probably wasn't. But some think that it was David. Some think that it was Hezekiah. Uh, and others say that it was someone all different, uh, altogether different. So we really don't know uh, who the author of Psalms 87 is. We also don't know when uh, this psalm was written, at what point in their life uh, did they pen this psalm here. But what we do know is what I want to preach on tonight of Psalms 87, and that is we know the heart of this writer here. As he begins to write these seven verses, uh, it's very clear and very easy to see uh, in this psalm that the psalmist is talking about Jerusalem. He He's talking about his homeland and not just talking about his homeland, but he's talking about his love for the land of Jerusalem, how much he loves the city of God, the the Zion, as he talks about here. And he talks about this land uh, and how that he loves uh, and his heart is for uh, this country. And, you know, I thought about that as I was reading this psalm today. I thought how amazing it is that God uh, gives his word to us. Uh, We have all the word of God, but God God will give us a verse, He'll give us a chapter uh, exactly fitting for the hour in which we're living. Uh, That's not an accident, that's not a circumstance, uh, uh, that's not a chance, uh, uh, but that's the divine hand and the divine will of God uh, working in our life. So when you come to Psalms 87 here, what you see is the heart of a true patriot. Uh, How that he loves Zion, he loves Jerusalem, he loves the city of God, the the land uh, uh, that God had blessed and that God had given to Him. And I want to preach a few minutes tonight on that subject, on the heart of a true patriot. Amen? The heart of a true patriot. I know that we're living in a time when there's so much uncertainty and so much disturbance, especially this week, uh, uh, going on in our our country, and we don't know the outcome of a lot of things, especially the election and even the future, uh, what's going to take place. But what we do know tonight is that God is in control. Amen? We know that God is on the throne. Amen? We know that nothing happens uh, without God's approval upon it. We know, my friend, that nothing is out of God's hands. Those are four great truths tonight. uh, And also we know that nothing uh, takes God by surprise. Amen? I'm telling you, those are five things uh, that ought to encourage every one of us uh, uh, to keep on keeping on uh, and to keep on serving God uh, because it really doesn't matter uh, who's in charge. Uh, We know that God ultimately is in charge of all things. Uh, Friend, He's in charge of heaven and He's in charge of hell. And if He's running both of them, you can rest assured He's taking place uh, and He's running what's going on around this world. Amen? Uh, We just need to accept the will of God uh, and the plan of God uh, and just be faithful to serve God in these last days. Amen? But may I remind you tonight, just like the psalmist here in Psalms 87, I love America, don't you? I love this nation tonight. I I think we ought to pray for America. If there's ever been an hour, we ought to pray for America. It's the hour we're living in tonight. And I thank God uh, that He let me be born uh, in America. Amen. I'm glad to be in America. And here we see the heart of this psalmist here. Now, why did the psalmist love uh, Jerusalem? Notice verse number 1. He said his foundation is in the holy mountain. I want you to notice in verse 1. 2 and 3 here, that the psalmist begins to praise God. And when the psalmist looked at Jerusalem, uh, what when he saw those mountains around Jerusalem, he did not see the location and he did not see the land when he looked at that. But he saw something beyond the land and the location. He saw the Lord. Amen? He saw the hand of God. In fact, the Bible says in the book of Psalms, uh, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so is the Lord with His people. Amen. Just as there is shelter and just as there is shield and just as they undergird that great city of God. Uh, uh, listen, that's the same thing that God does in all of our life. Uh, and what we find the psalmist doing here is he's magnifying and he's praising God. Can I tell you tonight? I, I, I know it's easy and I know it's just, it's just, if you're a red-blooded American, I know it's easy. But it's not, it's not uh, uh, listen, it's not the will of God for us to be in despair. Amen tonight. It's not the will of God for us to, uh, to, to live in gloom and doom. Isn't that right? Uh, do you realize uh, uh, that when the psalmist talked about uh, the great city of Jerusalem, Jerusalem was known to be this, and it still is today, the city of peace. But yet there's never been a nation on planet earth that's experienced more turmoil, more holocaust, more suffering than God's people, the Jews. You go back through the, the Word of God nine different times. The, the Bible highlights their suffering and their pain and, and the besieging of that city 34 times in history. It talks about the besieging of Jerusalem. We know that in the last days uh, uh, that when the Antichrist takes uh, uh, takes over the world uh, and listen, he'll be uh, desiring world power, world government, and world religion. That'll be the three things that uh, uh, that will motivate the, the tribulation times in the last days. Uh, and my friend, Jerusalem, once again we'll have to face the holocaust of all holocaust but in spite of all that you know what he's doing here he's magnifying god He's praising God. You say, how could he do that? He's thinking about Jerusalem's foundation. He said his foundation is in the holy mountain. You see, whenever he thought of that city, he didn't think about the mountains being his foundation. He said his foundation is in the holy mountain. He knew that the one that was keeping Jerusalem was not the location, it was not the land, but thank God it was the Lord. Amen? And can I tell you the only one keeping America to listen it's not the economy it's not all the things it's not the military the only one that's keeping America tonight is the only one that ever has and ever will and it's the Lord amen I've got good news from heaven tonight there's not running an election in heaven and they're not casting votes and they're not counting ballots in heaven amen there's just one king and he's a king eternal he's a king immortal and he's a king invisible and he's a king God Almighty. Amen. And can I stop and say, I'm glad I know Him tonight. Amen. I'm glad I talked to Him this morning. I'm glad I talked to Him this evening. I'm glad everything's all right in my Father's house. Amen. When I think about the praise of Him, He praises Jerusalem's foundation. He praises Jerusalem's favor. Look what He said in verse number 2. He said, The Lord loveth the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings Love Jacob. He talks about the love of God. You see, in verse number one, he talks about uh, the greatness of Zion. But here in verse number two, he talks about the glory of Zion. And that is the favor that's upon the nation of Israel. God put a covenant, uh, made a covenant with Abraham. And God put a blessing on his people. And I know tonight that we're not Jews. Uh, uh, we may be spiritual Jews, but we know that we're not Jews tonight. Uh, and them Old Testament covenant, uh, uh, covenant promises Israel uh, may not necessarily be to, uh, to us tonight but I can tell you this uh, we are the church amen uh, and as sure as God uh, made a promise to, uh, to the nation of Israel uh, the Lord Jesus Christ has made a promise to his bride uh, and that promise is he's coming back for it amen uh, and that promise is uh, uh, the church is not going down but thank God we're going up uh, and just like Israel in verse number 2 had the glory of God through the favor and the love of God upon on uh, hey, the Bible said, husbands love your wife. Says what? Even as Christ also loved the church. Uh, can I tell you, I'm glad uh, to be a part of the church in 2020 and the safest place in America. You know where it's at? It's inside the walls uh, of a local New Testament church. Amen. Somebody said preacher, uh, but you know there's church shootings. And sure, I know about that. But can I tell you something tonight? Uh, uh, God's going to take care of his church. Amen. He's going to get the church out of here before the tribulation takes place. Uh, And who's to say that everything going on right now is not just setting the stage uh, for what's going to take place uh, in a matter of a few days or a few weeks or a few months. Uh, Do you realize, uh, uh, listen, we could be in glory before the sun raises in the morning. We could be in glory before the end of this year. Uh, The church of the living God. Uh, Hey, we could be out of here. We could be on the other side. Amen. There's one thing about it. Through the fire, through the flood, through all the, the, the troubles and the trials of life. God has taken care of His people. Whether it be the Jew or whether it be the church, He's taken care. And the psalmist is thinking about that. He is praising the Lord because of His foundation. He's praising the Lord because of His favor. You know, you and I ought to do that tonight. As we've heard that song when Brother Danny was singing that song, I thought how God just fits things. The Lord... Has been good to us. He's been. As Psalms chapter 85 said. He's been favorable to our land. God has blessed America. has not he? He has shined His face upon this nation. And God, you rest assured what I'm about to say, God will not forget His people. Amen? He will not forget His own. As sure as He wouldn't leave uh, uh, the Jews down in Egypt's bondage, uh, God isn't going to forsake you. He's not going to forsake me. Hey, uh, God's been putting food on our table and clothes on our back all these years. Uh, uh, God's put a roof over our head all these years. Uh, he's given you a job all these years. Uh, he sent the money in to pay overseas. Bill. He's kept your children healthy. He's took care of you. He's took care of the church. I'm telling you, I've seen things come in this church that I thought was going to dismantle it and destroy. It. But God stepped between. He heard a prayer. He answered a prayer. He made a way. I'm telling you, God, I've seen God open doors in this church that I didn't think could ever be open. And He opened them doors. And you know what? They've never been shut. Amen? That's the God that we serve tonight. Even in a pandemic, you know what God's done, He's raised the offerings of all of God's people and the churches. Every pastor I talk to, they say our offerings have been better than they've ever been before. And Sunday, we had about a fifteen dollars or $16,000 offering. Can you believe that? I don't even know where all that money's coming from. Well, I do. It's coming from heaven, isn't it? Keep on giving is what I say. You know why? Because I think God's proven this. That when the world's economy is rocking and reeling and you don't know what it's going to do, heaven's economy is just fine. For we don't have anything to worry about tonight. We know the one who owns it all. He's got all power in heaven and earth. And the psalmist here is praising God for his foundation. He's praising Jerusalem's favor. He's praising Jerusalem's fame. In verse number 3, glorious things are spoken of thee, O city of God. You know, if you watch the news tonight, and I don't recommend it. Don't go home before you go to bed and watch the news. I promise you, if you do, you, and if you do that, that listen, if you want to go to sleep depressed, go ahead, help yourself. Hey, amen. You ought to take a volume to get a good night's rest. Or a fifth of liquor one. Amen. But I want to tell you something. Yeah, I, why, why? I got up this morning. Guess what? I didn't turn the news on one time. And if you did, I'm not fussing at you. You say, preacher, why did you turn the news on? Because I didn't want to be depressed. I didn't want to try to figure out what they were trying to figure out. I had too many things. And you had too many things to do. I just got up this morning and said, you know what? I got things I got to do. I got places I got to go. It's far more important. Amen. I'm just going to do. I, you know what? I had a great day. Amen. I just li- listened. Uh, you, know, the, you know, I found out going down the road, the songs on the radio didn't change none. Amen. The sermons, the preaching, the Word of God, it's still the same. Everything in our world, right now, I know things may be coming down the pipe, and for men of God and preachers, you rest assured, if you keep on preaching and keep on standing, it's gonna get harder, it's gonna get narrow, but by the grace of God, I want you, I'm not changing by the grace of God, I'm not gonna water down the sermon, and I'm not gonna quit preaching on the things I've always preached on, that's how we're gonna keep on plowing, somebody say it, man, I don't know what's coming down the pipe, well I do, I tell you, glory's coming down the pipe, At least this world's not coming to an end, friend. This world's coming to Jesus. Amen. We're fixing to pull out of here. And I say even so, come quickly. But until then, let's keep the hammer down. Let's keep on serving God. Let's stay faithful to the end. Let's be brave. Let's be courageous. Let's stay the course. Let's go on for the glory of God. Let's keep preaching. Let's keep singing. Let's keep trusting God. He will be faithful. Hallelujah. God is good tonight, isn't He? In the psalm that's in these early verses, I see his praise and then I see his proclamation. Look at, look at verse number four. How interesting here. He mentions a list of names. He says, I will make mention of Rahab. Rahab is Egypt in the Bible. And Babylon to them that know me. Behold, Philistah, 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 and Tyre and Ethiopia, this man was born there. And when he mentions these these cities here, or or these countries, uh, uh, should I say, he's mentioning them in light of what he's talking about, and that is the great city of Jerusalem. When you think about uh, Egypt, you think about how powerful Egypt was. But to a Jew, Israel is a reminder of redemption's past, that how great Egypt was and the bondage that enslaved his people, but God made a way. God brought them out of Egypt. Can I get a witness on that? And then Babylon, the great. You think about the superpower of that world, that that great nation. Uh, uh, But it's a reminder of religious power. Listen, uh, Babylon was a a city that had multiple gods. Uh, uh, Listen, it was a a magnificent city, a very powerful. It was the superpower of the world. But when Daniel stepped into Babylon, you know what? Uh, Daniel did God. Used Daniel uh, to turn Babylon upside down. He lived there almost all of his life. And you know what he did? He never compromised his convictions. Uh, He never wavered one bit. The Daniel in chapter number 10 is the same Daniel that you are in Daniel chapter 1. Listen, he's the same Daniel in chapter 10. He's just older. He's just closer to home. uh, And he's more filled with the Spirit. Amen. But Daniel lived for God all of those years. uh, And listen, though Daniel lived in Babylon, Babylon never lived in Daniel. And it's a reminder, uh, listen, uh, of religious power. That religious power doesn't have no power over the power. Of God. Amen. I'm glad, thank God, all power is given unto Him in heaven and earth. He talks about Philistine and he talks about the radical pride of of them, Tyree, the renowned prosperity. Uh, they were the mur- uh, the they were the mercantile of the world during that time, but in Ethiopia, the remote position of them. Listen, what do all these, what do all these uh, uh, great uh, uh, cities that, and these countries we read about, what do they all have in common in light of Jerusalem? You know what that is? They all fail. God prevailed over every one of them. I want to tell you something. The, the psalmist said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The heathen are raging around this world tonight. But God will prevail. God will take care of us tonight. I like to hear that old song. Sometimes it'll come on the radio. God will take care of you. Probably not a song that would comfort your soul anymore than just to hear that old song. Because when you look back through your life, can you not say that? That God has taken care of you. And can I tell you something about God taking care of us? He's not just got us by. Amen? He's not just fed us from, from hand to mouth. Amen? He's not just got us from, from point A to point B. No. I'm going to tell you the call. Are full tonight for every one of us Uh, We've all got more than we deserve We got far more than what we ever expected And God has blessed us And God has been good to us He's been a good heavenly father And he's taken well care of us Uh, And he talks about here This proclamation that he makes uh, Is that God has taken care of them And God has defeated Jerusalem's foes Amen Then I want you to see finally Not only his praise and his proclamation But look at in this last uh, Two verses here. I want you to look at at what he says here concerning uh, this great procession. As he talks about here concerning Jerusalem and their faith. Notice the faith as he said, The Lord shall count, verse number 6, When he writeth up the people that this man was born there so long. As well as the singers, as the players on instruments shall be there. All my springs are in thee. He talks about this man. Now, when you read about this man, he mentions him in verse 5 as well. This man was born in her. And then he says again in verse 6 that, this man was born there. They really don't know in Psalms 87 if that is the Lord doing the speaking or if that, is the, if that is the writer. If he's talking about himself or if it is the Lord talking about himself. You say, Preacher, who do you think it is? I really don't know. Uh, but I know this much. I, I know that thank God that he is on the throne and that the Lord is in that great city and that there's going to come a day when Jesus will come and that man will put his feet, the man of all men, the God man will put his feet on the Mount of Olives uh, and that mountain will divide from east to west uh, and he'll walk down through that valley and the Bible said that that mountain will drop down with honey and thank God as he comes down through there, uh, listen, he'll walk down through that, into that city he'll go through that eastern gate and he'll sit on the throne of David and the Bible said the government will be upon his shoulder and of his kingdom there shall be no Once the king shows up there's nobody else going to be in office thank God. Uh, He'll be in charge Uh, He'll rule this earth for a thousand years uh, And then thank God we'll move uh, up up on high Thank God we'll move to glory uh, For for eternity And so the psalmist uh, with great hope And with great anticipation Listen he strikes up the band In verse number 7 And he says uh, as well the singers uh, As the players on instruments Shall be there He's talking about singing uh, And when he talks about these springs being there He's talking about satisfaction Amen you know what's going to happen in that millennial time? The Bible said the desert is going to bloom like a rose. How's that going to happen, friend? I'm telling you, listen, there's going to be streams, the Word of God says, in the desert. You say, where's all that water coming from? The Bible talks about there's going to be a river coming out of that throne in Jerusalem. It's going to precede. Ezekiel saw that, didn't he? It's going to come out of that throne and it's going to go through the streets of Jerusalem. I'm telling you, the Bible talks about a cat, the cattle on a thousand hillside. I know we use that and rightfully so. We talk about he owns the cattle on a thousand hills and he does on the cattle, even right now in this world, on a thousand hills and a whole lot more. And I'll tell you, listen, during that day, listen, uh, listen, God's going to lift that curse off the earth uh, and that Middle East isn't nothing but a rocky sand lot. Now I'm telling you, when that curse is lifted, amen, the desert's going to bloom like a rose. Uh, there's going to be streams in the desert. There's going to be a river coming out of the throne of God, amen, where the Son of God is sitting. Uh, And I'll tell you, there's going to be showers of blessing all around that land. Uh, And what is, we know it today to be nothing more uh, than a big sand lot. one day. Uh, Listen, it's going to grow uh, uh, greener than it ever has since the day of the Garden of Eden, amen. Uh, It's going to be luscious hillsides. uh, And on them hillsides literally will be a cattle of a thousand hillsides. uh, And listen, as we ride through that, uh, those great prairie lands, uh, we'll say who owns them cattle. You know what they'll say? The King of Glory owns them cattle. Amen. Who owns them hillsides? Jesus owns them. He owns it all. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said the earth is His and the fullness thereof. And my friend, when He sits on that throne, the whole earth is going to be filled with the knowledge of God. Amen. You know what true patriotism is? It's never losing heart in the heat of the battle. I'm going to tell you something tonight. There may be a lot of things changed change around this country. but I And there may be more things to come to change if our president don't win. But regardless of who wins, I still love America tonight. I still love this nation. Regardless of the outcome of what happens down the road, God's still on the throne, as I said. He's still in control. Nothing takes Him by surprise. And we can keep looking up because Jesus is soon coming. Don't lose heart. Don't lose heart in this nation, but don't lose heart in church. What if God allowed four years of what could have been and what should have been? And who knows what's going to happen? Pray that God moves, continues to allow us to carry on. What if God let us take a four-year glimpse of what things could be? To give us something else. To drive us to our knees. To have revival. The churches still need revival tonight. Our our nation. Will never be cured. Until God's people gets hungry. And until they get holy again. Until we get beyond our. And I'm not fussing I'm preaching. But I want you to know this tonight. I'm not just talking about Bible Baptists. I see it everywhere I go. Until we get beyond our schedule. Our agenda, our hopes and our dreams, our desires, and we get thirsty for God. That's the hope for America tonight. It may take, only God knows what it may take to cause us to really look up and get thirsty. I'll tell you this, there's more people in this church on this Wednesday night than there has been the last three or four Wednesday nights. I would say that's probably true in a lot of places. It's easy for this flesh, and I'm talking about this flesh, not yours, but it's all the same. Oh, it's so easy when God blesses me to forget. Isn't that right? Hardship is a good reminder in my life of how desperately I need God. I don't pray for it, I sure don't want it. I try to practice thankfulness, but the old flesh can quickly forget. Study the nation of Israel. They followed that pattern over and over. And God always brought deliverance though, didn't He? That's our hope tonight. He will deliver us again. Let's stand.